This is Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse, episode number 13. Today we will be talking about rides that are no longer at Walt Disney World, designer Disney handbags, and Remy aboard the Disney Cruise Line, but specifically the Disney Dream. Everything Disney in and out of the house. there i'm aj i'm andrew and you are listening to two grown-ups and a mouse welcome welcome hi there aloha <laughs> i can't think of any other languages because you know i do american sign language and that doesn't translate well over a podcast no not really not exactly because i can't see that i'm saying hi but most people know hi because you just kind of wave so thank you for subscribing if you subscribe if you did that i can't even say it you can't say the word subscribe apparently not all right subscribed i guess i can thank you for subscribing and if you haven't please subscribe yeah why not why haven't you you should rate and review you can listen to us not say the word subscribe right or at least not say it well actually there's a lot better things you can listen to with us you can listen to us talk about disney right that's why we want you here yeah. We want you on social media. That's probably why they're listening in the first place. I would think so. Not to listen to you butcher the word subscribe. Thank you. You're welcome. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Yep. Two grown-ups and a mouse. That's right. Or our website. Two grown-ups and a mouse. Dot, dot com. Dot com. And of course, you can find us on your favorite, favorite podcast system. iTunes, Spotify, Andrew knows the name of the rest of them. Yeah, all the rest of them. All the rest of them. They're also on the website. You can yeah. There's links to them on our website, but you can listen anyway, whatever is most easy for you. Today, we are going to talk about rides that are no longer at Walt Disney World, designer Disney bags, and the restaurant Remy aboard Disney Cruise Line on the Disney Dream. There is also one on the Fantasy, right? but we went to the one on the Dream, so that's the one that we will discuss. So, I think I'm ready to start talking about it. I hope so. We're recording. Oh, well, then it'd be a good idea if we started talking. So, let's start talking. All right. There are a lot of rides and attractions that are no longer at Walt Disney World. That's right. But we're just going to reminisce about a few of them. Sure. Because why not? Right. It's kind of interesting to see how things change. Right. Actually, I think in the last episode, episode number 12, I believe we talked about how things change. It was either 11 or 12 we talked about it and how people get upset and personally, not that I don't miss certain attractions, like that double negative, not that I don't, but I like change. I like to see improvements. I like to see things move forward. Right. So it doesn't bother me as much as it does some people because change isn't always bad. Well, change is part of uh, part of life, and of course, part of Disney. Yeah, we we can even make that analogy. I mean, do you want to look like what you looked like when you were three years old? I don't think so. That'd be kind of gross. No, probably to be, not. To be thirty years old and looking like a three year old. Hmm. So change is uh, generally good. So one of the rides that changed is Snow White's Scary Adventures. Do you know when that left? Twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Do you know what replaced it? Well, there's a princess meet and greet there, but 
that's really made space for for mind drain. Exactly. Yeah. It physically the princess meet and greet is what replaced right. Snow White. But that's only the physical location. I think of then another disclaimer, I'm sure we could be mistaken, but I think that the reason they opted to get rid of that person that particular attraction is because they were building Mind Train. So they didn't need two attractions with the same main character. Right. So Yeah, from a theming standpoint, it's kinda hard to say, Well, there's Snow White over here and Snow White over there. Right. So and, and of course the Snow White Scary Adventures was similar to the other attractions where it's just telling you the story right. from the movie. And you would go through and you would see it. And I remember writing that before they closed it down. And I was not really a fan. Well, it was it was a basic ride. Then again, I'm not really a fan of the movie. <gasps> it's like Disney's first movie. Yeah, I don't care for it. I mean, I... It's technically not his first movie, but... <laughs> well, one of the first, though, wasn't it? With No. When it was just Disney. Not, not when he was with Universal. But even then, it was he still made a bunch of it. The, the reason it's famous is it's the first. I think it's the. I believe the the line is it's the first feature film. The other ones were shorts. Okay. And so, he also, so I misspoke because I didn't say it was his first feature film. Right. And the other thing is that's very famous about it is he won an Academy Award, and well, they made all the little statues for the dwarves. And you used to be able to see those at Hollywood Studios. Right. I believe they moved them. Well, they, they took him out to make the uh, Saving Mr. Banks movie, and then I, they probably went somewhere else in the archive. So. Somewhere. Yeah. But no, I appreciate Snow White. I definitely appreciate it, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Sure. You know, but then again, there's a lot of movies that are Disney that I appreciate, and I may even wear clothing with the characters right. because they're cute. But that doesn't necessarily mean I love the movie or it's one of my favorites. Just if something's cute and it's a Disney, right. then I don't mind wearing it. But, uh, you know, one of the other big things, and then you'll see this all over the parks now, is one of the reasons they like making these meet and greets, whether it's princesses or some other character, and they put a, stuff them into a building is they can run a, a meet, you know, a character meet and greet basically all day long as opposed to the ones you see you know at some random place in a park where it's only from one to two and then three to four and then you know they have to build in spaces in there here they can basically just run them keep on going because they're you can put slave drivers because it's a character and you know that character is the same from morning till night because right. you know they would never change you know or use a person to represent them that would be horrible right and you can stuff more characters into one of these spots and you can scratch off two, three, four characters in one setting. I am sure that the cast members portraying these characters are eternally grateful for the meet and greet areas being that they are air conditioner, air conditioned or on a very rare occasion heated right. because Florida does get cold fronts. Sure. They're few and far between, but we've been up to Disney World before when it's been in the 30s. Yep. And due to the humidity, that's a really cold 30s. Sure. Yeah, so having so them indoors is oh not, yeah, no rain, no <laughs> hot weather, no cold weather, no no nothing. So exactly. So that's 
really that is a good point about that so yeah so snow white scary adventures left us but it did it was replaced with that meet and greet and of course with mind train which when mind train came out a few people were a little bit disappointed by it because they were expecting a roller coaster right and it is but it's a kiddie roller coaster so if you have your expectations set then you won't be disappointed as you know as long as you realize what the intent of the ride is it was aimed right. towards younger children then you can say oh okay it's all right that it doesn't have any drops sure. though you would never know that by looking at the pictures that get taken of me because i always forget there's no drop and i prepare myself hold for on one. for dear life yeah let's move on to <laughs> i think we'll have to post one of those on facebook on twitter or I, facebook yeah we or should because it's really as bad as i'm saying Yes. But let's talk about another attraction that is no longer there. Sure. Kitchen Cabaret. All right. That was in Epcot. Do you remember Kitchen Cabaret? I do not. Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, 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 fruit. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, whatever. So that was replaced by Food Rocks, which is also no longer there, but... I remember we went to a D23 event. I don't remember which one it was, but I was able to purchase a veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit t-shirt. Right. So we do have a veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit t-shirt. It's like, oh yeah, I remember that. And, and in fact, I remember veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, but do not did not at the time remember that it was called Kitchen Cabaret. Sure. So that was about healthy eating and, you know, it was one of the more educational Right. attractions inside inside of epcot but that is no longer there and you no, know what no. you know what else is no longer at walt disney world what the skyway well there'll be a new and improved one soon okay but the old skyway right which are <laughs> they were gondolas and and it was only a magic kingdom right i mean it's funny because when we were looking up what's no longer there the article that i read was saying that the lines were long and people couldn't get there but you've also heard hearsay about how people fell out you know i i think that's a an urban myth because i never saw a uh an article because disney has to release any injury reports and all that and i never saw one referencing it but obviously you had to deal with trash being thrown out maybe people are clearing their mouths of extra moisture over the sides Uh, (laughs) there's not not so much control (laughs) over that but the new it's not a new skyway but it's a new system Hmm. what's the new one called I don't remember, but that's that's more of a... That's going to be a much bigger car that's going to hold a lot more people. Uh, I mean, it's still a gondola-style transportation. Well, it's going to be... It's, it, a, it's obviously bigger than what was in Magic Kingdom, because Magic Kingdom was like four people max, and honestly, it was really more like two people max. <laughs> right. They were very small little right. cars that you would fly over the, the park. But the ones coming out of the hotels that are going to... Uh, Hollywood Studios and and that area they're not going to be that much bigger they're still they're still quote unquote individual size it's not going to be like uh we've never we've always lived on the east coast but like you know if you're on the west coast in the big mountains sometimes you have a gondola that holds 20 people or 40 people or something like that that's not going to be what what is what these are so it's going to be interesting to see how busy they're going to be when they first get put up because you know there are going to be people that have to be on it the first day well yeah and, and 
we'll probably be one of the, well, we won't be first day people, but we'll be sort of somewhere around there. But I did see a interesting rumor that there will be no air conditioning. That would be very uncomfortable. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure they know what they're doing, but it, on the face of it, it sounds really weird. So Well, the uh, monorail doesn't have air conditioning, does it? They do. It doesn't feel like it sometimes. Uh, well, they don't go crazy with it, but it, it's still there. <laughs> the noise you hear in the background is one of our cats. We only have one cat. Oh, that's true. It's our cat. Her name is Carrie. She's playing with a toy. Right. Which is really funny because she doesn't do it all that often. And we're recording and she decided that now would be a good time. Sure. It's kind of funny. Well... We digress. And <laughs> it is kind of funny, though. It's actually very amusing that the cat decided to do that now. Right. Another ride that is no longer at Walt Disney World, however, they do have the equivocal ride at Disneyland, mm-hmm. is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Right. Here's a fun fact. Do you know where you can find Mr. Toad, uh, an homage to Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Walt Disney World? Well, it's, a, it's a dark homage, but he's in the cemetery outside <laughs> of the... <laughs> Haunted Mansion. <laughs> yeah, it is a little on the dark side. But yes, you know, people complain about Mr. Toad not being at Walt Disney World anymore. But he is there because he has a tombstone. Yeah. If you wait in the queue for Haunted Mansion, you will see you him. You will see him. You can go on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland. We were at Disneyland a few years ago, quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And we did go on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, so that was kind of neat. Yeah. And that... Do you know what that was replaced with? Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Winnie the Pooh is pretty popular. It is. And they have upgraded that within the past few years, which honestly could be 10 years, but, you know, time flies. But well, the they, other, the big thing they, they, they the did was... They had the play area there. Well, yeah, they, they upgraded the queue. Yeah. Uh, to be more interactive. So instead of just standing there, you, you have a few little things to distract people with. Right. Probably because it's, it's very popular with kids, obviously. So Well, young kids. Uh, yeah, a, and young it, kids. It's a, it's a ride that's geared towards young children. It's one right. of those rides, because we like to try everything once, but it's literally one of those rides that we rode it once and we said, okay, right, been there, done that. Well, we did, we rode it a lot. We rode it a couple of times. Well, one time we did, we were with friends, so we waited in line. And it's also one of the rides where you'll see characters make appearances in the queue. Every once in a while, you'll see see Tigger walk by or Pooh walk by and interact with the guests in the queue. That I don't remember. The uh, but we also wrote it a couple of times when uh, at, at a uh, at the D twenty three anniversary event, they had just a couple rides open in in Fantasyland, and that was one of them. So we could ride that and Peter Pan and. Well, that's a different story. We didn't right. have to wait. I mean, it's the type of ride that we right. won't wait for. However, of course, if we went with a. Uh, Friends that had kids. Sure. We have no problem doing the attractions that are geared toward children. Right. When we go with, you know, friends like that, because why not? Sure. I mean, then, then it's always fun. But for just the two of us, we could live without it. You know what else I could live without? What? The extraterrestrial alien encounter. You know, I we went on it because we started going to Disney in 2003, 2004. So I think we rode it once. No, we, yeah, we did it at least or, once. Well, it's not even, you don't even ride it. It's more of a sit and show kind of thing. But we did it once and then it changed. But to me, it didn't really change all that much. No, it's even to, today, it's basically the same show, except for they replaced the extraterrestrial with Stitch. Exactly. Who is still an extraterrestrial. Well, yeah. But yes, the 
Alien Encounter left in 2004, and that was replaced with Stitch's Great Escape. And let us go back, because I don't think we said, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride left Walt Disney in 1997. The Skyway was gone in 1999. Kitchen Cabaret left in 1994. And we did say Snow White left in 2012. Right. But Stitch's Great Escape is now open seasonally. Sometimes we go and they don't have it working. And it's kind of unusual because Stitch is such a popular character for merchandising. I mean, a lot of people love him. Personally, he's a good example of a character that I like the merchandise and I like wearing attire. You know, I have a a purse that looks like Stitch, um, which is funny because that'll lead into the next section. You know, we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But I do like the way he looks. But from the movie, I mean, he's a little troublemaker, and I'm not really a fan. Right. Well, so it's kind of funny how uh, how that is. But being that he is such a popular character, so many people like him, it is a little bit surprising that that attraction isn't open all the time. However, you can see Stitch at Ohana. Right. In the Polynesian. Well, I can tell you exactly where I met Stitch. We, I was waiting for you inside of Tomorrowland uh-huh. and I was over near the restrooms. There right. is a wall, which I might be confusing the two walls over there. Um, but there's a, a wall on the side of the restroom that is closest to space mountain. Right. And it, it was just an empty space. So I was waiting for you and stitch walk by. Sure. There were literally two people in front of me. So I was like, okay, I'll wait. You know, I don't mind waiting when it's only two people. And I got a picture. And that actually goes back to the Skyway because that was where the terminal was for Skyway in Tomorrowland. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Because it was empty. And it was was basically the second floor of where the rest of that restroom is that you're talking about. They kind of tore the the restroom part or they tore the roof off of it. But that that whole empty area that you're talking about was part of the... Well, when I said I might be confusing myself, because I know I don't know if that was maybe before they put a face painting. Because mm-hmm. so, I think that there's face painting there now. Yes. Okay. That's why I wasn't right. sure if I was thinking of the right area. But I, I mean, I can have the picture. I know exactly because I was wearing a black shirt and a black hat. And I had uh, the cooling towel that we have a tendency to forget, to forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the hotel room we bring it with us every trip and then we forget to bring it into the parks it's kind of amusing wow. so i i do remember i the picture i can envision the picture right and that was when i was waiting for you but the last ride that is no longer at walt disney world that we are going to discuss again because there are lots of attractions oh, yeah. that are no longer there is if you had wings which was then called Delta Dream Flight and then called Take Flight. Because right. If You Had Wings was sponsored by Eastern. Right. Then the Eastern well, ended. East, Eastern went out of business. <laughs> yeah, that might have had something to do with it. it it's quite possible. Right. So then Delta sponsored it. So it was called Delta Dream Flight. Right. And then when Delta's sponsorship ended, that is when... They called it Take Flight. That attraction left in 1998 and was replaced with my favorite attraction, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Right. I really like Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. So I do not really miss If You Had Wings. I mean, I put it on the list because I like what replaced it. Well. So it's like. Even though you get soundly trounced by me in Buzz Lightyear. 
shut up. <laughs> That's not nice. I have hit 999,999 before. Not on both. I not have. in the left, not in the left and the right. Both and cars. I know how to do it. I know what to aim for. I know that what the targets are that are 100,000 each, but you can't always get the gun at the angles you need them to be at in order to attain that. I can. So, apparently. You I, also play a lot more video games than I do and you have a lot better shot. In fact, I think I'll share my secrets with everybody on Instagram, and then everybody else will be able to post their nine hundred or nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine scores to us. No. Yes. No. That would be nice. They can post their scores, but I don't want you to make a spoiler for people that don't want to know and want to find it on themselves. So if they want to know what the secret is to get that score, they can send us feedback or send us an email and say, "Hey, can you tell me what it is?" I guess. This way there won't be any spoilers. Fine. Mm, aha. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. So you, yes, just don't want, you just don't want so many people beating your scores all the time. No, I don't mind sharing it. But you know how I feel about spoilers because, you know, if sure. I wanted to find it out on my own, I wouldn't want someone to spoil it. So, yeah, we can talk about it and we can, you know, make mention of it on Instagram. But, yeah, if you want to know what you need to do. Or not what you need to do, because there's probably other ways that you can attain that sure. score. But we can tell you where some of those 100,000 uh, points are to aim for. Yep. Because I think we, well, we can find pictures of it. We won't necessarily have our own pictures. We'll have to credit other people. Sure. Either that or the next trip, maybe we'll take pictures of it so that we can actually show them what we're talking about. Right. Just like, this is very visual, but it's okay. Our next subject. Purses. Designer Disney handbags. Andrew's favorite. Yeah, so I'll be, uh, wake me up in the next segment. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know the sad truth? What's that? You've bought me about a third of them. I plead the fifth. I wouldn't say half because I've, and I've purchased more recently, so I don't think you're at half anymore, but you definitely have purchased me a large number of them. So. I know not what you speak of. Mm-hmm. As everybody knows, we don't have kids, so because we don't have kids, my purses are my babies. I do have a lot of purses. That's actually disturbing. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that we have that the discretionary spending can be spent on purses because we don't have to worry about doctor's bills well, and school uniforms and all those right. bills that are associated when you have children. Right. But we don't have children, so instead we spend the money on ourselves. Now, probably the most known designer bags for Disney, mm -hmm. I think even people that don't really realize that they have them, they've probably heard that there are Disney Doonies, Harvey's, Kate Spade, and at a lesser price point are Loungefly and Danielle, Danielle Nicole, because mm -hmm. they sell all of those in the parks. But they also, have, there's a company called Kathy Kidston, which I believe is out of England. Right. Kipling, which, you know, the backpacks... Le Sport Sack right. and Jansport have right. all recently come out with designs because sometimes Disney has a long term contract sure. with the companies and they can come out with multiple designs. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they come out with specific releases. And that an example of that would be Disney X from Coach. Right. They'll do Disney X 
Mickey Mouse or Disney X Minnie Mouse, which was only an outlet release. The Mickey Mouse one, there was a regular coach store and then an outlet release. But in those cases, they and, and I've seen coach do it with other licenses because, you know, they had a Snoopy Mm-hmm. release you know what they'll do is they have their their license agreement and they'll release the products and when they're done they're done right it's just it, it's really over a matter of maybe two months at the most because they, they release them and then after a couple of weeks they put them on sale and after a couple of weeks they put it on clearance and they're done those are the coach ones that's for coach right. but they do something similar uh with vans right. the shoes Right. They'll come out with a release, and then when they're done, they're done. But then they'll come out with another sure. release. You know, I'm not, I mean, of course, I'm not in their legal department, so I don't know what their contracts say. I don't know, you know, behind the scenes, maybe they know, hey, the next one we're going to do is this. The next one we're going to do is this. But well, one they of the, announce them one, one at a time. One of the important things is that they're all a little different because you'll see, you know, like the coach stuff and the van stuff you're talking about, you generally don't find in the parks, but you find at a coach store, a van store, online. Well, sometimes you can find them on property at uh, Disney right. Springs, but... Well, co- it, there's a coach store and there's a van store. And so Is there a van store? Is there? I don't know. But Maybe I th- not. I, I think there is a store or two that sell Vans products, right. but... But but they're they're more the the... They're not being sold by Disney, as opposed to like the, like you mentioned, the Harvey. Well, Harvey's is again another. Harvey's is different because they're both. Well, Harvey is recently because, you know, we're recording this in September. Sure. And the Nightmare Before Christmas is celebrating their 25th anniversary. So Harvey's did a Nightmare Before Christmas release. And they've done Nightmare Before Christmas previously. There was a release, you know, years ago. There are still some Nightmare Before Christmas items out there. Right. But this release is specifically to commemorate the 25th anniversary. Right. And the way Harvey's does this is they are an American company. And Mm -hmm. if you purchase a Harvey's product, you get the little card that says American Made. And they give you other cards you can pass out to your friends if they like it. So what? I have many Harvey's products. Exactly. See, you can't make fun of my purses because you have a whole bunch of Harvey's wallets. Well, but Harvey's will is in California, as I said, and they have a release party. Mm-hmm. So they will release their product on typically, you know, I, I'm basing this on prior releases I've been made aware of. They'll have a release party on a Saturday. Right. And honestly, people camp out maybe three, four nights in advance, just like for concert tickets and stuff. Oh, sure. Because it's, it's that popular. So they have their release party at the store. And at this one that, again, it's happening at the same time we're recording this, they closed their store at 2 o'clock that afternoon. Because once the party was over, they opted to just close the store. Right. The following Sunday, the next day, they did they the store opened regular hours, but you could not buy Harvey's merchandise. Right. The Harvey's merchandise is then available that Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time or 11 a.m. Eastern time online. Right. And you have, you have to hope to have fast fingers if you want to make sure you get what you, what you want from that. So Harvey's, yeah, they're a little bit different because that's how they will do it. And then maybe a few weeks or a month or so later, you'll probably find some of those items in the park, but Mm -hmm. you never know which ones are going to make it to the park or which ones they're sold out, you know, or if they're going to release other silhouettes the silhouette is like the shape of the bag because you can have a crossbody you can have a tote you can have a wristlet there's many 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 other shapes i'm just saying ones that people should 
be familiar with as I describe it. So you never know what they're going to be. But all of the purses, whether they're Dooney's, Harvey's, Kate Spade, any of them, they're a lot of General Disney. More recently, I've seen Pixar. Mm -hmm. But I want to say the Dooney Pixar purse that came out with the, within this past year when Toy Story Land opened. Right. That's the only Pixar purse, fully Pixar purse that I've seen. I don't want to say it's the only one out there because there's probably something I'm not aware of. Right. But um, no, there haven't been many. But they, they I, I stop myself because there might be some Pixar characters when they do the the mixes, like if it has villains on it or if it has princesses on it, there might be a, a Pixar character thrown in there or they, there might not. Right. You know, so I don't want to misspeak. Um, but they've done Marvel yep. releases and Star Wars. Sure. Personally, a lot of my bags are Star Wars. So what's funny is sometimes they announce that they're going to come out with these purses well in advance, like right. Dooney last year and the year before they had a winter bag, you know, very Christmassy, very red, green, and white. And I'm pretty sure those got announced well in advance because I've seen the bag for this year right? and we're in September. Sure. So well in advance, they announced it. But at the beginning of September... On a Thursday, they announced a new Haunted Mansion bag was coming out the following day on Friday. Right. So, Which some, led to a certain trip of ours. Yeah. I think we might have talked about how we drove up there so I could get a bag. Sure. I wanted to go to Epcot Food and Wine Festival. It was the first weekend. Duh. Right. Yeah. So that is, as a collector, it's a little bit frustrating that there was no advance notice because you want to know so that you can budget accordingly or prioritize what you want to get and what you don't want to get. Of course. But what's great about it is I am far from the only female that collects purses. Right. And as many as I have, and I admittedly do have a lot, mm -hmm. there are lots and lots of women that put me to shame. Right. But what's great is if you go on, if you are interested in, in designer Disney handbags, you might want to go to Facebook. Because on Facebook, you can find purse groups. Right. I'm in three or four of them. Yep. You know, some of them are just Vera, or excuse me, just um, Dooney and Harvey's. Some of them are Dooney, Harvey's, and Vera Bradley, who is one I forgot. That's right. that's how many designer bags are out there. Vera mm -hmm. Bradley, they recently came out with another release. Vera is not my style. They're very kind of flowery, paisley Right. Lots of colors, so they're a little bit too busy for me, yeah. which is funny that I'm saying that because a lot of my bags are busy, but they're different busy. Right. We're going to have pictures of some of my bags or bags that I might have sold. So I might not own them anymore, but you'll have an idea of what some of these bags look like. But it's great because you can go on in the face, join these Facebook groups and you can admire them. Or if you have a lot like me and then you start buying more, but you don't need all the bags. You can only use one or two bags at a time. You know, maybe use a little bag and a big bag, Sure. put the little bag in the big bag. So yeah, you can use more than one bag at one time, but maybe you say, you know what? I'm not really using this bag. I'm, you know, I'm want to get this new bag that's coming out. A lot of people are willing to buy them because, as we already said, the majority of these bags, they're one and done. Of course. Once in a while, they'll have patterns or styles that they keep around and you can always kind of find them. Right. But a lot of them, 
they they release them and then once they sell out you can't find them anymore right but people still want them so you can sell them in the facebook groups unless you are a cast member cast members are not allowed to resell disney merchandise they can get fired for that that is correct so if you're a cast member please don't don't join facebook and <laughs> don't join a facebook group and and do that but uh and what's happened within the past few years which on one hand is great and on one hand is frustrating as a buyer it's great right as a seller trying to get rid of older bags it's frustrating mm -hmm. but uh you can find a lot of the bags at the outlets now yep and they're usually half price right and as a buyer i'm grateful because i purchased a bag that i had been looking at and contemplating buying but i didn't need it so I didn't buy it in the parks and then I happened to go to the outlet and they had one of them. So I picked it up. I paid half price. Right. So I paid, I looked and I realized, you know, even with a pass holder discount, I think I paid $80 less right. for this bag than had I bought it with the pass holder discount. Sure. So it's great as a buyer, but what happens then is you might purchase a bag and then that style ends up getting to the outlet and now you're done with it. You decide you'd rather have another bag and you want to go sell it. But people know that it had gone to the outlet. Right. And then you might not get recoup oh. as much money. Yeah, as, value goes down. Right. But either way, it's a great thing to collect if you enjoy bags. And sure. as Andrew already made mention of, there are products for men as well, at least with Harvey's and Coach. Right. It's not, there's not very much, but. Right. I mean, the, the wallets, you know, that you have a collection of Harvey's wallets, and I have seen, actually, I think no i know i've seen stuff from coach that you know like yeah, shirts and stuff not well there's i think they also made i think they made a couple of leather goods like wallets and, Pro and that probably kind of stuff. but not as much as they have for the obviously i mean the females obviously it's not a very uh that's not their market <laughs> but do you know that i have and and they've come out with a few of these i have a disney Junie. actually i have two disney Junies that are disney cruise line right and I actually used my Disney Cruise Line Dooney when we went on our last Disney cruise. Shocking. And we went to Remy. It's a very clever transition there. You I think? Like, I, I like thought it. it was pretty good. Yeah. So we did go to Remy on our last cruise. We've actually been there a couple of times. We've eaten dinner there twice. So we also did the Remy dessert experience. But I don't want to talk about that right. in this episode because, honestly, that's a subject in and of itself. Of course. Even though it was at Remy, it was a totally different experience. Right. And it's wonderful. We have friends that just went a month or two ago. Right. And they were on the fantasy. And I said, you know, I totally understand if you don't want to do Paulo or Remy this time. But they have something called the Remy dessert experience. And, right. you know, that's a good way to to get the feel of the restaurant without ha dining, you know, for the meal there. And they loved it. Right. Absolutely loved it. But like I said, we'll talk about that in a future episode. The dress code for Remy is a little more than it is for Paulo, which is understandable. Right. Um, as we talked about, Paulo now allows men and women actually to wear jeans as long as there's no holes in them. You know, right. you can't wear jeans and sneakers. But, you know, nowadays jeans, even in, in the workforce, yeah. Jeans have become very acceptable attire. Well, we live in Florida, so it's a little different than up north where it's a little more formal still. 
where oh maybe that's what it is in florida though uh, i mean florida's very casual yeah in the workforce. Oh, over the past seven or so years it's yeah. definitely gotten much more casual in most and i shouldn't say most it's just most that i've been i've seen you know a lot of businesses accept jeans in their attire and, and paulo does remy right. does not remy you is, should you should think of paulo as more you can almost think of it as business casual but with nice jeans right because you still have to wear a nice shirt. You have to wear, a nice, you know, nice pants. Right. But that includes jeans now. Whereas Remy is more, is still formal enough where it's a jacket required for men. Well, Remy is the equivalent of the Grand Floridian at Walt Disney World, which the Grand Floridian is five diamond rated by AAA. You mean Victorian Alberts, not the hotel. Oh, sorry. I Yes. That, that, <laughs> yeah, the whole hotel. No, yes. The Victorian Alberts inside of the Grand Floridian. I apologize. Victorian right. Alberts is five diamond rated by AAA. Sure. And I am guessing that the reason Remy hasn't been rated is because it's on a cruise ship. So they probably right. have a different rating system. Maybe there is some rating out there that we just didn't look into. But Well, the, the Scott Hunnell, who is the chef, chef at Victorian Alberts, is also also created part of the menu uh, at Remy, along with well, they just put it brought a new chef onto Remy, was what they what we discovered on this last cruise. Well, actually, not only did they bring a new chef on, but here's a little side story: they got rid of their plates. Right. So we had dined there before, and then we dined there on our last cruise, and at towards the end of our meal. The restaurant manager, I believe it was, came over to us and said, you've dined with us before and we want to give you this gift. We have this new chef and we, you know, because we got a new chef, we also got a whole new set of plates. So they gave us a charger plate. Right. And it says Remy Remy. on it. So it's out in our living room. We have it on display because it was a really nice gift. It was like a really pleasant surprise, you know. And if we were going to have people over to the house, we could use it. Right. To to serve on but that you know please do not expect to (laughs) to get a charger plate if you go to remy they're probably all gone right now too so (laughs) well and i'm sure that they just come up with different reasons you know to to give it to people right you know depending on the mood that they're in and they were just happened to be in the mood to give us one that night so we were extremely grateful to have gotten that right but it is a prefix menu yep and it is 95 dollars per person right i believe it used relatively recently was 90 and went up to 95 Uh, probably but as we um it's probably i I don't want to know it's not all you care to eat because it's just prefix right it's a it's a whatever uh seven course meal uh i'm sure if you said oh that was delicious bring me another one uh they would probably do something like that as long as it wasn't one of the upcharge items well the only thing you have to be careful about if you are on a budget right. when you're dining there, because some people want to go there, but you know, that's most definitely a lot of money, you know, spending nearly $200, sure. not including a gratuity. Or the wine pairing. or Right. right. I mean, right. that's just the base price. Like if you said, I want to go there, but I, you know, all I can really afford is that $95. Just be aware they have a water menu right. and they, the water bottles averaged about $7 a bottle. Sure. And it was more than one glass. I mean, in, in general, it'll last you through your meal. Right. But, you know, if both of you get two different bottles of water, there's another seven. There's another seven. Well, it's 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 the, it's a restaurant you have to be aware because unlike Paolo, 
Remy has upcharges, which includes because you can get normal water or you can get specialty waters, and that includes uh, sparkling waters and normal waters, and then uh, and it is it is funny because you actually can taste the difference between the different waters that they have. I would hope so, obviously, but <laughs> uh, you never really think about that, but. There, there is a difference there, but you can get normal water too. You don't have to. Right. But I'm just saying, because I think the first time we went there and they showed us the water, like we weren't thinking about it or right. I don't remember if they even showed us the menu the first time, if they just asked us like, oh, will this be okay? And we were like, yeah. And then we get the bill. No, no, they, they showed us a menu. Oh, I just didn't, yeah. didn't remember it. And, and they explained much. all the different, you know, like I said, you almost think it's a joke, but you can sit there and ask them to explain the differences between water. Right. Or which which water do you prefer? <laughs> right. You know, it was funny because Voss was on the menu. Right. And Voss is a great water. I don't have a problem with it, but I didn't get it because I've had it before. Right. So I tried to find one. I think I ended up with a Swiss water. Yeah. Because I wanted something that I haven't had already. You know, I wanted something different. And I think this last time we did a Scandinavian water. So it's right. just, it's just, fun. it's just. It's outside the norm, I guess, is kind of kind of where it's there's a novelty there. Right. But as you already said, there are at there are additional charges optional, of course. Right. You know, there's nothing that you have to do. You could literally go in and just pay the ninety five per person plus gratuity and right. be done. And and you will get an excellent, excellent. Oh, most excellent definitely. Meal out yeah. Of that. You don't oh. have to do the additional right. items in order to have a good experience. Well, and and in both times you didn't. There was nothing that you added on. No, well, just the water. Right. Because I'm not a big drinker. And in fact, once we might have gone to Victorian Alberts and I might have done the wine pairing and I might have drank some of your wine because we spent money on this. I should finish it. And right. I might have gotten severely intoxicated. Maybe. And decided I wasn't going to do that pretty much ever again. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we... Uh, that's I, a story for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? How I slept in the tub? What? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so I don't do wine pairings anymore because if you want, you can do the wine pairing, which is a set price, and right. it, they'll bring you a glass of wine with each course. Sure. And, you know, it, they're going to make sure that the wine that you're getting, each wine matches up with that course and pairs correctly. Right, uh, it, they have a sommelier. Sommelier. Yeah, that. I can never, ever say that word. If you want to look it up, they'll tell you to pronounce it delicatessen. I think so. <laughs> That's how everything is. Everything is pronounced delicatessen. Exactly. No, it's a sommelier. Um, they go through and they do an excellent job of, of pairing everything with the course that you're you're in. So it's definitely a good way to, it's a good also a good way to just try a bunch of different wines with with right. your meal but if you're like me and you're not a big drinker if right. you want to buy it by the glass of that's course. not a problem either right so and actually they give you a complimentary champagne they toast at the beginning of the meal and it's we should have wrote it down but it's uh they actually have a special name for it there's maybe on on social media we'll throw a link up to the the recipe because it's a champagne with some fruit with some other stuff in it and it's a very tasty drink, and it is compliment. You know, it's complimentary. Yeah, that, as you, that alcohol is complimentary. Right. You know, it's not a huge glass. It's just a no. It's, it's just a glass of champagne. But basically. it's nice that they include that in the price. Right. And I don't think we said that it is a French restaurant. Correct. So the menu is French, right. and the first time we went, they had a 
a distinctive French menu and American menu. Right. You could order from the French or the American. The most recent trip that we take took, I don't believe it was laid out that same way. Well, this most recent one, yeah, it wasn't laid out because before it was strictly two menus. And it, that was, of course, you could mix and match if you wanted to. But right. if you'd never been there before, you wouldn't know what to mix and match. Right. <laughs> um so it was it was two two strict menus, uh, and like I said, the the one was done by the Victorian Albert. You're chef. talking about the first time we went, right? Which yeah. was a couple of years ago. Basically, all of this doesn't matter today because it's all different. But uh, the one menu was was done by the Victorian Albert chef. The other one was by the chef that was on the the cruise ship, and it was a French and American side. This one was uh, you picked out uh, basically you picked out your seven courses, right? And they are very 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 aware and they very much want to make sure you enjoy everything correct because i had seen the description of something and i I had a feeling i wasn't going to like it but i ordered it anyway i don't i don't remember what i didn't like i remember what it was uh it was a uh lamb in a uh yeah that's enough because it, it, i'm not a big fan of lamb i had had it before right. but i said okay you know what i haven't had it in years and it was in a very spicy well not not sp- not spicy as in you know hot uh, but it, spicy as in a it was in a in a, like a middle eastern spice i don't and i it, don't remember it was very distinctively taste i don't remember what it was i didn't care about it right. but i just didn't care for it sure. which i was fine with because that's gonna happen you're gonna go to a restaurant and you're gonna try something and it won't necessarily be bad it's just not to your liking sure and that's what i told the server i was like no it's fine and he's like can we bring you something else but you know we have seven courses i'm like no i'll be fine but then i realized that there was a lobster with a corn chowder right that which was really weird because i didn't you know when i heard corn chowder which i enjoyed and i heard lobster i was like really right but that ended up being my favorite course right so he was really adamant. He really wanted to do something. And you had done the Kobe beef edition, or not? it might not have been Kobe. It might have been the other. Yeah. But it was a, it was an addition, one of the add-ons that you right. could do. I, so I basically got an eight-course meal. He had an additional course. So I said, you know what? Tell you what. When you bring out the extra course for him, right. why don't you bring me some of the lobster? Or some? I asked for the corn chowder. I didn't ask for the lobster because the right. corn chowder was phenomenal. Right. So I said, just bring me out a little bit of corn chowder. I'll be happy. And they brought out a full plate with the lobster and the corn chowder because they wanted to make sure that I was happy. They didn't charge extra for it. They were just, they were so upset. I didn't like the lamb. And I was like, you didn't have to do it. It's really fine. You know, you don't always like everything you get, but they're, they're really on top of that. But there is definitely one thing that I'll say, um, I'll call it one of our top tips is when you go to a restaurant like Remy or Victorian Albert's. And really, those are the only two that I can think of. Whatever they put in front of you, you should definitely taste. Even if you almost shouldn't read the details of what is what the food is that you're eating. Because, like you said, who would have ever thought corn chowder and lobster? And you're sitting there thinking, we're at a really fancy place. Corn chowder? But it was a very, very tasty dish. And this is coming from a gentleman who does not like green vegetables. I, vegetables in general, you're not a big vegetable fan. Well, as as you've discovered, we're both very picky eaters, just in different ways. Right. Uh, but but when we go to these places, just take a big bite out of whatever they put in front of you, because you might not like the individual thing that you're looking at, but 
you know, you're, you're talking about the very top end professionals in, in food making. So they're going to know that, you know, food A and food B are going to taste a certain way when they're together, even though apart, they might not seem appetizing. So it's definitely, it's one thing I always recommend when, you know, when people go to like Victorian Alberts, I say, don't pay, don't, you know, tell them, you know, like, I don't like, I basically don't like any fishes. So I just say, I don't like fish and they won't bring me a fish, but pretty much I, I don't limit it too much more than that. So, right. And whatever they bring you taste. So that is definitely a really good advice. They do have a server and an assistant server, right? Those gratuities are not included, which I mentioned before, you know, it's $95. If you do the wine pairing, or if you purchase any alcohol at Mm -hmm. the restaurant, the sommelier does get a a gratuity is added on to go to the sommelier. So just something to be aware of, they will explain this to you when you go to the restaurant. And again, you know, we went it was a couple of months ago, things do change. So double check with them that that's still the way they are handling it. And it's fancy i mean for lack of a better word i got up to go to the restroom and as soon as i got up one of the male wait staff saw me put his arm out grabbed my arm and escorted me to the restroom right and when i got back to the table they had refolded my napkin and if they catch me they'll come and they'll lay the napkin out right and of course they have matching napkins of course if you're wearing light colors you'll get a white napkin if you're wearing dark colors you get a black napkin right because it's very important that your napkin matches well it's it's a very it's a, it's a very high-end restaurant and it's on the cruise it's a good way to get a taste of that level of uh food for at least a little bit of a discount because you know if you go to one of the if you go if this restaurant were on land for two people without wine you probably would be spending three four hundred dollars pretty easily so here you're going to spend roughly half that without wine well, you're still going to spend 200 minimum. Right. You know, 190 minimum, not but, including your gratuity. But it's, it's, uh, right. But you're going to spend, you spend, uh, what's Victorian Alberts up to now is like, uh, 130 or 140 a person or something. It's at least 125. Right. So, yeah, you're saving at least $40. Because when you go on a cruise, you're paying for your food, your food sure. is included. So now you're going to one of their, restaurants and you're replacing one of those meals that you've already paid for right and that's basically why they don't charge you that same full amount because they're basically giving you a credit for the amount that you already paid for your meals yeah so instead of paying 125 130 you're only paying 95 but you're still getting the same quality service the same quality food the same ambiance they have the the wine rack is out i mean you can see all the wines that they have and you can you can pick your wine person's brain to your heart's content. Sommier? Yes, that person. <laughs> and I don't remember in Paulo, but in Remy, there was a musician Yes, walking around. That's, that's never my favorite. And I was in band in high school. I enjoy music. I love music, but I prefer things that aren't as loud. Right. And whenever there's someone playing and they come over near you, it can be a little bit on the loud side. So... I appreciate them and I respect them for what they're doing, but it's, I prefer it when they're in the corner and not too close to me. So it's not, (laughs) not too loud, but I personally really enjoy going to the restaurants on 
the cruise, yeah. Apollo and Remy, where I am forced because mm-hmm. they have a dress code to dress up. Sure. You know, having an excuse to dress up. Now, of course, that being said, you can take a cruise and it's your cruise. If you decide that you want to wear a ball gown every night, that's your prerogative. No, you know, it's a Disney cruise. No one would ever say anything to you about wearing a ball gown. Sure. You probably get a lot of compliments and tell you what a princess you look like. Well, that's more likely what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I mean, uh, and, li- uh, life is short. So, you know, makeup. Good experiences whenever you can. Well, I mean, actually, at this last, and we'll post a picture of Mm -hmm. this because I know we have, um, at this last restaurant, you know, Remy experience, uh, you bought me for my birthday the dress from the dress shop, which was the Haunted Mansion tightrope walker dress, and it came with a cape. Right. You know, it's a a dress based on the Haunted Mansion uh, stretching portrait. Yep. Area, the woman with the kind of bun holding the parasol with the alligator beneath right. her. So you bought me that dress and I wore the dress to Remy that evening because we were going to Remy. I went to Census Salon. There's Census Salon and Spa aboard the Disney Dream. Right. And I made a hair appointment and I had my hair done. And the woman who was very sweet, she said, asked me what I wanted. I said, I don't know. You know, and she said, well, can I just do what I think, you know, because I showed her a picture of the dress. And I said, sure. It was a very unique hairstyle, but it really matched the dress. Mm -hmm. I mean, because she basically made me look like I was in the 30s, 30s or 40s. Yeah, it was that style. But it's that style dress and it was that style of... Right. I mean, so it was nothing that I ever would have thought of asking for. It was nothing that I would have expected, but it really matched just to give you an idea of how i opted to dress for that particular occasion and another time we went there i wore a purple satiny dress right you know which it was also a disney dress but that one was more subtle sure it it didn't scream disney the way this dress did but you know it was uh, appropriate for the occasion and you know i'm glad that i wore it because it gave me an excuse to wear it you know that that dress is a little bit fancier and i was glad to be able to have a place i could wear it sure but right now i'm not going to wear a dress i'm going to go put on some night clothes because i'm ready for bed all right so that note thank you for listening absolutely thank you for, for subscribing thank you for giving us your feedback yep we always look forward to hearing you from you seeing from you finding out from you sure so and of course as we said before if you want to know how to get 999,999 on buzz lightyear space ranger spin then you will need to write us and we will provide you with that information we will say this is what you want to aim for yep because this is worth 100,000 points but we won't post the actual tricks because i don't want to spoil it for anybody that wants to find out by their by themselves sure so again you can find us on social media facebook twitter instagram and youtube youtube do grown-ups and a mouse absolutely or our website do grown-ups and a mouse.com yes and of course you can find us on the podcast systems but you probably right. already did yeah i think so so on that note i'm gonna say good night i'm just gonna say goodbye oh not good morning or good afternoon okay goodbye All right. So bye. Bye.